Welcome to the Mother Vessel Podcast, a podcast for women, mothers, and vessels. I am your host, Mame Yamachet, and this is another episode of season two. Well, I know I say that every episode is a good one, and I hope you also see that as well and agree, but I truly do believe it. Why? Because I'm even learning. I'm even growing and evolving when I talk with different women about their experiences, life lessons, and even the advice that they share. I'm taking something away with each and every episode, and I hope that you are too. And today is another good episode on the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about motherhood and how it doesn't look like we thought it would be. And I know we've talked a little bit about this here and there on different episodes, but today's episode will be devoted to that topic specifically. And I have my good friend and sister, Zanella Warfield, who's going to really open up. She gets so transparent and vulnerable about what she thought motherhood would be, who she would be as a mother, and then what it really is now, right? And how life and dynamics and just different things play a part into how motherhood looks. And it's not bad. It's just that what we thought it would be and what it looks like are kind of in conflict with each other. And I'm sure a lot of women can relate to this as well. Zanella Warfield, she's a wife, she's a mom of two, and she's a career woman. She is the director of HR operations at a federal credit union. So she's balancing motherhood and being a professional. She's a native of St. Kitts and Nevis, which is a beautiful place to visit if you haven't. Please put it on your to-do list. And in her spare time, she loves to bake, she loves to travel, sing, and come up with creative hands-on activities for her children. And if you follow her on Instagram, you know what I'm talking about. She comes up with really great at-home activities learning activities and play activities for the kids that sometimes I have to jot some down like I have to try this myself. I think you all will really enjoy hearing Zanella speak today. So help me welcome Zanella to the podcast. Welcome to the Mother Vessel Podcast. Hi, how are you? I'm well, I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I am good. A relaxing Saturday. It's nap time. So yes, same here. <laughs> same here. So it's quiet right now. So that's good. yes. <laughs> that's good. I am looking forward to our conversation today because you have a very interesting perspective with motherhood and how motherhood has looked for you. And I mm-hmm. think other women can relate and learn from your perspective. So. We're going to get into that, but just to start, got a few questions for you so I can just know Zanella a little bit better. Okay. All righty. Random questions. Do you prefer hot weather or cold weather? Hot. Okay. Do you prefer chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla. Okay. Now, takeout or dine out? Dining out. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now too. <laughs> um, movies or TV series? I love a good TV series. Love. Yeah, I, I'm just thinking about when we were on Scandal mm-hmm. every yes. evening. 
Yes. Like we just binged watch Queen Charlotte. Mm-hmm. A good TV show. Oh. It's always my go-to. Okay. All right. I got to check that out. Uh, now, cake or cookies? Cake. Okay. And let me ask you this, Sanella. Mm-hmm. What are you most grateful for? <sighs> the family that I've built. So my husband my kids, because there was a time where sometimes I wondered if I would ever have kids. And so, you know, my relationship with Marcel, my husband came along in, in such an unexpected way. And the life that we've built here for me in this country, like I don't have extended family. So I think I am very much most grateful for the family that we have created. Yeah. Yeah. That's special, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a great way to get into you as Zanella, being a mom of two, a wife, and all the beautiful things that, you know, take place in your life. So, can you tell us how you would describe yourself? How would I describe Zanella? I think at the core of who I am, I am a quiet reserved person. I think it has to do with because I am an only child. I enjoy quality time with myself. I always have. I don't get that much anymore, but I think at the core of who I am, I am just such a simple, quiet, reserved person. I love a good friendship I value friends more as family. So if someone becomes my friend, because I'm very skeptical of who I let in, I consider them family. That's just always who I've been. So I don't have a ton of friends, but when I do have friends, I keep them close. Mm -hmm. So I think at the core of who I am, I'm just very quiet. I enjoy, you know, like traveling. I love singing. Like singing has always been my thing. It's always my go-to. I sing every chance I get. It calms me. Yeah, I think that's really who I am. Yeah. Yeah. I'm smiling right now with <laughs> thinking because Zanella sang at me and my husband's wedding. And yeah, she sang when I walked down the aisle and when you said calming, I still remember because I was so calm walking down the aisle and I remember hearing your voice and seeing you there in the corner singing. And so, yeah, just when you said that, it just brought a smile to my face right now. So I can definitely attest to that. Because I think music is so important. So I think at the, the heart, I don't like a lot of social activities it overwhelms me <laughs> and i know you know that i just don't. <laughs> well well yeah well you know i love you and you know you are who you are and that's what i love about you so that's good now let's let's direct our attention now to you as a mother i know you are a mother of two mm-hmm. mm- beautiful, lovable babies. Can you share with us your motherhood story? So I am a mom to two toddlers, Amir. He is two, almost three. And Aria, she is one, almost 
too. I knew I always wanted to be a mom, or even before I could figure out where I wanted to go in my career. I always knew as a little girl, if you asked me what I wanted to be, it was a mom. Mm. I always knew. I have PCOS. So there was a time where I didn't think I would be able to have kids or it would be difficult for me to have kids. Mm -hmm. But I really... In the year where I conceived Amir, I was really focused on losing weight for my wedding and not realizing that once you start exercising, your hormones kind of balance out. And through my 35-pound weight loss, I had Amir with no, no, no issues at all. So it was very unexpected. I what he wasn't they weren't planned, but I welcome them because it's just who I've always thought I wanted to be. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and even I think you and I can relate especially with Amir and my daughter Joy because that was the pandemic. Mhm. Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> Adding that to it where you're in a different climate now, you know, the whole world is a different climate and being introduced to motherhood at a time such as that, which no one really would have thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to have a baby during the time when the world has shut down Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Uh, close quarters with just my husband and these four walls. Yes. And I think what I found is having a baby during that time, it became an isolating time because the whole world was that way, but also because you're, you're going through all of these emotions and you're welcoming this new person who you're getting to know them and they're getting to know you. And I think sometimes we like to make it seem like, oh, you'll just know what to do. It's so innate, but I think it's not always that way. And I think for me, during the pandemic, I had such high um, postpartum anxiety. And I I think a lot of it was because of the pandemic, everything that was going on and you're alone, you can't go outside. There's no real interaction. And as a person who is extremely close to her family and to not have my family, my mom, you know, my cousins who are more like sisters, no real help. It proved to be, especially having Amir, um, my entrance into motherhood, I struggled so much with postpartum anxiety, just not knowing if I'm doing it right. Is he okay? And no real relief. There's no one to really like tag you out because it's just you and your husband. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was it was hard. It was hard, specifically with Amir. It was very hard. I, I would even say harder than it was with Arya, even though I had a toddler. I think having Arya, I had the knowledge, right? Like, I know you don't sleep. I know, you know, <laughs> what it like, I know what it, you know, I know what it is to have them be awake at certain points of the night. I know what it's, I just had the knowledge, but I think I didn't have 
the knowledge when I had Amir. And then with Aria, it was still the pandemic, but things weren't as restricted. So I could still, I could go outside now, whereas with Amir, I couldn't. And this time my parents were here. So I had help. You know, my mom was here. My mother-in-law was able to come over. So we had help this time. Whereas with Amir, man, it was, the beginning was really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I, I still remember, you know, you and I would FaceTime and call each other like, mm-hmm. hey, are you going through this? Or, mm-hmm. you know, why is, you know, he or she not doing this? And, you know, you just, it's difficult. It's I, difficult. I, yeah, I hear you on that. And in the journey of being a mother, you come to realize that everything doesn't play out the way you thought it would. No, it it a hundred percent does not. No, you learn to adjust, you mm-hmm. learn to go, you have to pivot, you have to improvise, you name it. So I'm curious to know because you said that you knew that you wanted to be a mother, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And now that you are a mother of two under two, let's not <laughs> overlook that fact. I'm curious to know what your idea of motherhood was. Like, what did you think it would look like compared to what it is now? Wow. I think it, it, it partly before, before having kids, um, I would say maybe it was also cultural, you know, in the Caribbean, we're so super hands on. We are very involved with our kids. Mom is like number one. And my mom was always there. I could never remember. And my mom worked, but I don't think in my mind I ever thought about it. Like my mom was always there. She got me ready for school. My dad had his own bus transportation business. So he took me to school every morning. He picked me up. I went to my grandmother. So I always saw the female figures so very present Mm -hmm. and just having such a deep relationship. Like my mom is my very best friend. We're super close. I call her almost every day, talk to her on my drive home. We WhatsApp. We're super close. And I think before having kids, I think it was more glamorized because no one ever talked to me about how hard being a mom is and what a toll it can take on you because there are times where you do come last. Like I like I said before, I value a long quiet time by myself, (laughs) a shower, a walk by myself. And there are very few times where I get that and I realize how much I need it. Like I look forward to eight o'clock at night because it's bedtime and I can just... recenter myself like in the summers I struggle so much because it's light out so bedtime is kind of like pushed back Mm -hmm. but I think before I was a mother it was so glamorized I had I didn't really truly have an idea of what it takes to be a mother compared to after I remember having a conversation with my mom and I said why didn't you ever tell me Why didn't we ever like talk about truly the, when you become a mother, what it takes 
takes from you. Granted, it gives you something that you've never had. I've never loved this way. Mm -hmm. I've never experienced love this way. They are my little loves. I would do anything for them. But I think in doing that, you lose so much of yourself. And I often wonder why as women, we don't talk about the hard part of being a mom. I think motherhood looks really different now. I am parenting different than I thought I would. Mm. Um, (laughs) I I am parenting so much different than I thought I would. I am trying to practice so much patience. I'm learning how much of myself I have to give in order to do that. And then I'm, I'm really noticing that a lot of things that you didn't think affected you as a child or before motherhood, when you have children, It somehow surfaces. Yes. For me, I like to say I'm trying to fix little Zanella. And Mm -hmm. I'm trying to make sure that Amir and Arya don't grow up to have the same triggers that Mm -hmm. I do with certain things. And you never even know something is a trigger until you become a mother and it's happening. And you're like, whoa, I didn't even think this would bother me. Because when I babysat, these kids did that and it didn't bother me. Yeah, it's different. It's very different. Then and mothering, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and I didn't. I and yeah. it, that never clicked for me. I was like, oh, I've babysat. I have so many cousins. I've done overnight babysitting. It's so different when you have your own child. Yeah, yeah, because motherhood be mothering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you just like? How did this occur? Mm-hmm. Why did I think X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. the reality? Like, even sometimes, you know how your phone um, on Apple, it can show you, like, memories. Um, yes. And I can see a picture of myself. And sometimes I stare at the picture at the person who was actually me. Mm-hmm. If she only knew. If she only knew. <laughs> if she only knew. Or I'd look at a picture, even something as simple as, right before my wedding. And I'm like, wow, it's so funny how I remember this very clearly, very vividly. But the person, the the woman I was in that photo, she no longer exists. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Zanella. I I hear you 100%. And I know what you're talking about. Um, Because I even remember... I I was even telling my husband after we had Joy, I was like, the woman I was before we got married, the woman that I was when we got married, and the woman that I am now, three different women. Three and different. The last, and the last one, I'm still trying to figure out her name. Yeah. A hundred percent. Because right in the middle of the pandemic, too. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think the pandemic <laughs> forced you to really identify with like, or come to peace with just you. Cause I think before, if like you were feeling a certain way, you had different outlets, right? Like you could go out, I could text you, I could call you. Hey, you want to meet up? You want to yeah. do this? You want to, Oh, let's go to the Island store. Let's go buy Caribbean mm-hmm. food. Let's go do this. Yeah. But in that, in that season, you couldn't really do that. And so you're trying to figure out who am I in this new season? And 
the person I was the day that each of them were were born is probably not who I am today. Because you also have a, a theory in your mind of how you're going to parent. Like, oh, this will never happen to me or this will never do this. And then you become a mother and yep. you realize that these are children that though you brought them into the world, they have their own personalities and they have their own thoughts and their own feelings and you can't control it. You just have to nurture them and turn them into the best human beings that you possibly can while realizing that you have to keep doing that for yourself. Like the way you show up for them as a mother you yeah. have to show up for you as well. And that's hard. Yeah. It's hard to balance too. Yeah. Yeah. And doing it without feeling guilty. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you 100% on that. And I'm curious to know, as we talk about what we thought motherhood would be like before and then, you know, just motherhood mothering, right? Mm-hmm. And just being what it is. You have shared how motherhood has looked different for you in one regard of Mm -hmm. not being the go-to parent because of the dynamic and structure of your family, right? Right. And how things work out. I'm curious to hear a little bit more what that means for you. That's actually such an emotional topic for me, Mame, because I... I'm like a super hands-on, get on the floor, create obstacle courses with tape, create fun games for me and Aria, and really get into whatever they're into, I'm into. If they're into soccer, I'm there. If they want to do gymnastics, I'm there. You know, and it looks so different because my husband works from home. Mm-hmm. And Amir and Arya are at home with him every day and his parents come over and watch the kids. But the point is, is that he is in the house. Mm-hmm. I am not. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really ever think about what that would mean. Mm. But I've seen it more. When Amir was little, I think the first time I noticed it I had just went back to work after maternity leave with Aria and I would wake up in the morning and go into his room to tell him like, good morning and do our little thing. And one morning I walked into the room and he was laying in his crib and he said, no, mama, dada. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Okay. And I thought, okay, this is just like a a one-off thing. Maybe he just wants his dad, but it happened every single day for like a week or so. And it just got to a point where in the mornings, I couldn't even stand hearing that. I wouldn't even go in the room. I was still nursing Aria. So I knew like I was her Mm go-to person. So I wouldn't even put myself through all of the emotions of hearing him say, no mama, dada. And because it really would hurt. And I would try and figure out like, why is he doing this? Like, I mean, we, him and I are like the same person here. Like our personalities are so the same. I'm like, (laughs) 
why is he doing this? And as they've gotten older, I nursed Aria for 16 months and then I noticed something. Let's take, for example, you know, we have a routine, like we have affirmations. I tell them their affirmations and I come down the stairs in the morning and I always say, oh, Aria, you look great. You're so beautiful. And now she starts doing it to me. She's like, oh, mama, you look great. Mm-hmm. Oh, where's your coffee? And then she's always so, they're like, bye, mommy. There are no tears. And I guess that's like thankful. Like they're used to me going to, to work. Mm-hmm. But if Marcel is leaving, I mean, even if he's just running to Target and I'm there, it's not like they're with a grandparent or a stranger. They look out the window. They wait in front mm-hmm. of him. They ask me constantly, like, where is he? Where did he go? Sometimes they cry. I always knew I wanted a super hands-on partner. Mm-hmm. That is what Marcel is. He is like a really yeah. amazing dad. But I never thought about the fact that because he is so present, he is like their go-to. If he's leaving, they are genuinely concerned. Like, where is he going? Why is he leaving? They cry. They're upset that he's leaving. They don't do it the entire time, but the initial, if I'm walking out the door, they're so used to me leaving every day. It's not a thing. Yeah. And that hurts. I don't know why it hurts, but it hurts. Cause I like to say I was their first home and I know it's, they're not doing it intentionally. And I would a hundred percent rather them be close to their dad than close to like a random person. Mm-hmm. But it really does hurt because I'm like, I'm your mom or Aria had a doctor's appointment And we went to the doctor's appointment and how we schedule their doctor's appointments is we always try to make sure it's either on a day that I'm off Mm -hmm. or it is before 10 o'clock because Marcel doesn't start working until 1030. Mm -hmm. So he can just do the doctor's appointments because it doesn't make sense for both of us to take off. Mm. She had an appointment and I... I was home, so I took her to the appointment. And when I walked into the doctor's office, one of the ladies at the front desk, she meant no harm, and I know this, but she said, oh, wow, it's you, mom. You're never here. It's always dad. And, you know, I felt terrible. And on when we got back to the car, I sat in the seat, and I just cried because I'm like, is this how people see me? Because that's never who I thought I was going to be as a mom. Like, I thought that I would go to work and I would be present. But I think what I never considered was that I always thought mommy would go to work and daddy would go to work. Mm -hmm. But daddy works, but daddy works where he is present. And I'm not. And I often wonder if the cost of me developing this career that I have worked incredibly hard to be where I am. Mm -hmm. If sometimes I'm like, whoa, is it worth it? Because on a weekend when I'm there, I mean, I'm the one I go to soccer, I'm at gymnastics, I'm there and they love it and we play our games. But during the week or if some, they're just so attached to him in a way that they're not with me and I'm trying to 
work through that, it proves difficult. Or if someone falls, like if someone gets hurt, if I'm the parent closer to them, I can go scoop them up real fast. Are you okay? But they want their dad to acknowledge that they're hurt. They want him to hold them. They want him the kisses. And then they'll come back to me. And that hurts. That hurts me. Yeah. As you are sharing this and being so vulnerable and transparent, when you said the story about Amir and him saying, no, I want dad, I think you heard my response, right? Because mm-hmm. mom, like, even when I come home from work and the kids are there, they're with their dad, like, let's say John picked them up early and I'm like, hey guys, you know, they'll come and say hi and they'll go back and play. And I'm like, hey, I want my hug, right? Mm-hmm. Just know that feeling, right? But I'm just imagining like, you often maternity leave, getting ready to go to work, all the stuff we go through when that season takes place. Right. Your son to say that, I could I could imagine the hurt that you felt, you know, and it but it doesn't also take away the fact that we're grateful that they have a father mm-hmm. and they have another parent there that they can love on and so forth. But I can I can see how that hurts, but then it also makes me think. How do fathers feel when the roles are flipped too, right? Right. Because for me, I'm the go-to. And now I'm thinking like, oh my goodness, these feelings are very valid. I haven't even considered maybe if my husband has felt this way or not. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it's a balance here, but I can also see where you're coming from because as a mom, there's just this thing inside, right? That is like, Mm -hmm. that's my baby. That's my baby. That's my baby. And it's so interesting how kids can pick up on the dynamics. They know during the week, it's daddy. During the weekend, mommy's available, right? But it's like, no, we want you to feel that both of us are here. Come to both of us. So Mm -hmm. it's it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. But I I hear your feelings and I do think they are very valid because I can only imagine being told that, no, I want dad I'm like, huh? I, I, you know, and I've talked about this with my husband, obviously, and he's always like, no, I don't think that it's that they have a a preference or that they like one person more than the other. I think because I am there more, it's just if they did get hurt when you weren't there, it would be me that they came to. So it's not a preference. It's just what they're used to. Mm. And he'll say like, you know, if if they want to learn something new or they want to do a game, like they they will go to you. They never go to their dad like, oh, let's play a game because they know like mommy is more inclined to tape up the floor, cut up cards or whatever. I think sometimes it could just be the motherhood I had in my mind before Mm. versus what is actually happening in my mind, they are competing with each other. And it's me trying to just recognize that who I thought I would be as a mother, I still am that person. It's just, (laughs) I never thought that my husband would be the one that was like at home present. Cause I can, you know, I spend Sundays sometimes creating activities. Like this is what he's going to do this. Mm -hmm. We're going to do all of these things, but 
even though they see me creating the games, their dad is still the one that gives it to them and makes sure that they do it. Mm -hmm. Right. So Mm -hmm. like, we're very much a team in that way, but I think in the way of if there is an activity to do, though I created it, he's the one that's making sure that they do it. And he's the one that's doing nap time. I may have come up with the schedule, but he's the one that's putting them down in the daytime. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's the biggest struggle for me is trying to let go of what I thought back when I wasn't a mom or I wasn't married and just embrace how it is currently. It's very hard for me to do that, but I'm, I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate you sharing that because there are women who are in similar situations where one parent is at home, mostly with the kids, and they are out working. Both of you are working. It just happens to be one is outside the house versus the other. Mm-hmm. And perhaps are experiencing similar things like that. And it's not talked about a lot. No. It's, yeah, it's not talked about a lot. So when you and I had that conversation, I was like, that's a very interesting perspective that even I didn't consider or think about. Mm-hmm. And I'm just talking about me coming home from work. And- <laughs> not giving me a hug but this is something that you know you are like no there are certain things the kids have even picked up on and how it impacts me not to their fault not to my husband's fault but just I think it sounds like what you thought motherhood would be and what it currently is those are a conflict with each other within you within me yes and you're trying to just figure it out I think it's actually very similar to like marriage. You have this <laughs> image of marriage, right? Mm-hmm. And when you get into it, you're the, the this is the reality. And so, that conflict of like, whoa, I didn't think it would be like this, right? At all. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> it yeah, is it's hard. Different. It's hard and it's different. It's hard it's, and it's yes. different. And when you look back, you're like, okay, I've seen how I've grown. I've seen yes. beauty in it. But it, it's difficult. It definitely is difficult. Yeah, I hear you. (laughs) You know, you and I can go in on that. Yeah. Uh, But just getting back to the fact of you not being the go-to parent, and also just want to give a shout out to Marcel for being awesome dad to the kids, because it could be different. So shout out to him on that. Yes. My brother. Yes. He is amazing. He really is. Yeah, he's awesome with it. So with you not being the go-to parent as you look at it and you finding ways to still be a part, even if it's, okay, Sunday, I'm planning their activities for the week. And that's just one example. I know you do many other things. What do you enjoy about being a mother? I think until I was a mother, I don't really know if I truly knew what love was. I think I, when I was a little girl, every night, my, before I go to sleep, my dad would, I would say, I love you, daddy. And he would say, I love you more. And I would say, how do you know? (laughs) And he would say, I can't explain it. If you ever have kids, you'll get it. The day the stick said pregnant, I understood. I understood because there was nothing I wouldn't do for my children. I could be having the the worst day. The walk in that door, 
and sit with them and they sit with me and throw their little arms around my neck and whatever mm. happened at work, yep. whatever happened, it doesn't matter. Yeah. For a long time, I didn't think I would have kids. So when I look at my children, I am so thankful to God every day mm. for my babies because they are perfect. And it was something that for a long time, though I've always wanted it, I never, sometimes in the back of my mind, I was like, I don't know if I will ever have it. Mm. And so for it to come to me so unexpectedly and so easy that that's why sometimes even in the midst of being not the go-to parent and it being so hard, I have to stop. And when I look at them, I just know that this is, this is what I was meant to do. It's hard sometimes being like away from my family, but I'm like, I would not have had my children if I never came to, to Maryland. I would not have had my children if after college I left. Mm-hmm. So I think I love, I just love being their mom. I love watching them learn something so new. I love watching when it clicks in their mind. I love being the one that comes up with like, their affirmations. And we've been saying them every day since we came home from the hospital. And the first night when Amir was able to say his affirmations without me, without me having to say it, you don't realize the little things that you do, the long lasting impressions it has on a person. And they make me want to be better in every way, stronger for them, they give me a strength that I never knew that I had. And even though it's so hard, I wouldn't change it. I would do it all over again just to see who they are becoming. Oh, that's, yeah, that's it. I mean, as mothers and pouring out into our children, being vessels, you don't realize that actually they are the gift to you. Yes. And they teach you so much. They open up so much within you. You just see yourself transforming for the better. But Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's, and even words can't really fully describe. No, there, there are, there are no words that really fully can describe it. And I feel like as a vessel, like you, you were the, you brought them here Mm -hmm. and you pour so much of yourself into them, but you don't realize that they're also giving you something. Though they take from you, they fill you up in a way that no one else can. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 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 And even when motherhood doesn't look as perfect, picture perfect as you thought it would be. Mm -hmm. And you just shared, you know, how, you know, there's a conflict between what you thought it would be and the reality. (laughs) Even with that, it's still such a beautiful blessing. Yes. That you wouldn't trade the journey for. At all. So it's like, motherhood will not be perfect. And I think when women come and share their stories and experiences, it's evident that, okay, it's not perfect, but it's still so beautiful, still so transforming. Right. I have to ask you this. Mm -hmm. Because you have this experience and there will be other mothers in similar experiences 
what piece of advice would you give to a mother who finds themselves not as the go-to parent? Learn to pivot. Mm. It's okay that you're not the go-to parent. Just because society says you should be doesn't mean that that's what's working for your household. And just because you're not the go-to parent doesn't mean that you love your children any less or that you pour into them any less. And when you are there, give of them 1,000% of yourself. Because even when you don't think that it matters, it does. And even though motherhood looks different for me, in some ways, it's still what I thought. I'm still super hands-on. I'm still super loving. We still play games and do our thing. And even when I see my daughter's one and she'll look at me every morning and say, you look great, mama. But she says that because I say it to her. And I don't say it to her because I'm just saying it. I want her to become confident Mm -hmm. and I want her to be fiery and confident and sure of herself. And when I see her, she is all of those things. And I know it is because of, of me and her dad and the things that we are doing. So even though you might not feel like your role is as big as you thought it would be, it still is. Mm. That's it. That's it. You still are their mother. Mm-hmm. You still are a vessel. Mm-hmm. You have impact. Now, yeah. like you said, be okay with pivoting. Learn to pivot. And that's that's one thing about being a mother. You're going to pivot. <laughs> You're going to pivot. Some way, somehow. Yes. And... I love what you said too, Zanella, is don't think that because of the situation that you will love them less or pour less into them. It it doesn't it doesn't change the the quantity or the quality of your love. The circumstances may be different, mm-hmm. but the quality and the quantity doesn't change. You just have to learn how to pivot. Exactly. Yeah. Zanella Thank you. Thank you so much because I didn't consider that perspective because I'm I'm in a different situation. Yeah. But until you opened up and even more on this episode that helped me understand a little better and hopefully it helps us have a little bit more empathy for our mothers, friends, sisters who are in similar situations because you said a word, feel hurt. And that's mm-hmm. a solid emotion and feeling. And it's something that people may experience. Um, so thank you for just opening up, being vulnerable, being super transparent and letting us know what you're experiencing because that's your reality, but then also what other mothers can do if they find themselves in a similar situation. So thank you so much, Danella. No problem. Thank you for allowing me to have this space to talk about it. 
because I really don't think, I don't even think I recognized that it was an issue until the day I walked into his room. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't recognize it. So in, there are some days where I'm like, I'm thankful that that happened because mm-hmm. it helps me to be very intentional with my time with them now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Oh, well, we thank God. And one thing for about kids, if you don't realize, they will bring it to your attention. They sure will. (laughs) As little as they are. (laughs) Yeah. So before we go, Zanella, I think there will be some moms who would like to connect with you, perhaps ask you some more questions or just, you know, follow your journey. Would you mind sharing your social media handles? Just at Zanella Broadbelt, and it's Zanella with an X, X A N E L L A Broadbelt. And on Facebook, it's Zanella Broadbelt Warfield. Yeah. And if you follow her, you will see her with her <laughs> creative crafts. Sometimes I'm like, <laughs> I need to go to Zanella's house because I am creative. <laughs> I always tell you, you are more than welcome yes. to come on over. Because I'm like, first of all, I can't even find the tape and the scissors, but <laughs> and comes up with some really great ideas with the kids. And she she's absolutely correct. Like you can see them learning while they're in the activity. So definitely check her out so you can see and get the inspiration as well. Thank so, you. Yeah. Well, this has been another great episode of the Mother Vessel Podcast. Vessels. I hope that you have enjoyed this episode just as much as I have. And until next time, like I always say, vessels continue to shine and thrive. All right. Later. Bye.